Okay, we're on. Hello. Welcome back to our podcast. Yep. Ask, Ask yourself, yourself why, why not? not. Today we are here in the nice RAV4. It's freaking freezing again. Nice and toasty. We attempted to run. Yeah. Um, couldn't feel my thighs. We got about two miles from our car and realized I wish I knew somebody to pick us up. Yeah. And then we were hoping that our guest today would just pop on by on National Road and we could thumb a ride with her. Welcome, Paula Sakura, to our podcast today. Thank Yay. you. Thank and you. it's her birthday. How yeah. great is that? Happy birthday. We 56. Got her. Wow. How awesome. Yes. Do you have any special plans? How do you like to celebrate? Um, I don't know. Well, you know, it's different with COVID because, uh, let's see, on my 50th, Kevin threw me this giant party and there's all the memories happy memories of that you know and then there's been just what we always do what do we do when we live in wheeling we yeah. go to columbus we go to pittsburgh whatever right yeah so with covid we're gonna be home with moab oh <laughs> i love that which though. is my favorite thing anyhow watch so, a good movie watch a good movie yeah. maybe have some wine i love that you could you know what you could do is that um to go wine tasting from good mansion oh that's a good idea they do like the little what my friend calls them purse bottles like the little <laughs> purse <laughs> bottles of wine and then um i know you're dairy free but you could and meat free but you could probably get some we did options. lunch for my birthday from good mansion yesterday nice and he hit it out of the park oh, it was wow. tremendous he really brings culture to our area oh yeah we're, we're so to lucky to have him yes so yeah. many things you can find there that Otherwise, we would be in search. Yeah, right? and and you know that that's one of the businesses that if you mention something they don't have it, they will get it. You know. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Like and public market oh, does yeah. that a lot for me. He, I love public. He market. always just thinks outside the box too, and you mm -hmm. see him coming up with like new and innovative ways to get business to stay in business, all that stuff. We are cranking the heat up in here today, but let, want to start us off, Jayla, with the quote of the day? Yes. Um, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Nelson Mandela. Yep. And so we thought that was appropriate because Miss Paula here, how long have you been in education? We were talking about that last night. Since 1995. Nice. Wow. So wealth of information and my God, has it changed probably. Yeah. In yeah. those periods of time. And tremendously in the last 12 months. Oh my gosh, Right? Yes. The world has changed 10 years in one yeah. year's time. I somehow. Know. I think education is the great equalizer. I agree. Yeah. That's how I look at education. I like that. Yeah. I think it's critical that we have such a strong public education. Yeah. I agree. I, I was a public school kid. I, I was know. public too. Me, absolutely. Me too. You, you too? Mm -hmm. Where did you go? It, I'm from Wheeling, so all our Ohio County schools. Nice. Yep. Good stuff. Um, well, I wanted to give us a little mantra of the day, too. I may have said this before, but it's so good that I I still love it. It's called, everything is happening around me. I am truly taken care of. And when I say that, that definitely makes me feel better, I would say. So if that makes you feel better, use it today. A um, little chit-chat, little catch-up. Jayla and I, both of our kids went to... Socora with with Paula. Absolutely. My little Eliana is still there and Jayla's little one's getting ready to start. In yeah. August. Yeah. yeah. Come soon enough. So we've known each other for a while and I wanted to talk to you about this, Paula. Did you watch the Golden Globes the other night? I did not. Okay. Jayla didn't either. I didn't either. But for those of you, I, I love Amy Poehler and um, Tina Fey. So I, I turned it on for a minute. And they had, it was like the best actor award, I think, in a comedy or something like that. And so Jason Sudeikis won. Mm. Some may say, Alex and I love his show, Ted Lasso. Have you watched it? Mm -mm. And I no, know you haven't. No. It's on Apple TV. Um, it is 
hilarious, positive, like lots of positive mindsets kind of stuff. Um, lots of character development. There's depth to it. They deal with real life issues, but they're not like shooting each other and doing drugs. So I like, I like it. I can handle that. Yeah. So anyways, he gets the award for best actor and he ends up recommending this book. Now, some may say he was under the influence of a certain medicinal plant, but I was influenced by him and I bought this book and I didn't know if you had it. It's a children's book called Three Questions. I do not. Okay. Um, I'm going to need to borrow that. This is based on a story by Leo Tolstoy, who is a famous Russian philosopher back during long, long, long time ago. We probably don't know a lot about him because our history with Russia here in the States. But in the end, this little boy, like, I guess it's adapted from Tolstoy's short story on like, what are the three answers to the most important three questions? And at the end, I wanted to read this quote because I thought it was good. And I read this book to my kids and they didn't like it. (laughs) But here's the thing. I know this message got in there somewhere. But it says, remember then that there is only one important time and that time is now. The most important one is always the one you are with. And the most important thing to do is good for the one who is standing at your side. For these, my dear boy, are the answers to what is most important in this world. This is why we are here. But it was so good. Yeah. That is good. That is. So what, true. What are some of your favorite children's books that you like? Well, you know, we do a different author every month. So, um, with it's kind of funny because we've had all this controversy with Dr. Seuss, right? And this oh, is his birthday month, know. you know? Yeah. And so, you have all these lessons. Um, and I think all what I use use his books for or teaching like those emergent reading skills those early reading skills so I love those types of things the rhyming and the vowel sounds but if you're talking about messages to them um there was a book called all dogs go to heaven and there's a book called I will always love you and Shannon is like she comes up with the most amazing books and anytime I'm in need of a book, you know, I'm always like, can you look into this? What do you think about this? But we use books all day, every day to get all kinds of messages in. Mm-hmm. But our number one message is, can't, Shannon and I both feel committed that we're going to change the world in our way with every small child one at a time. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so books, books can be so relatable. Yes. Yeah. It's relatable. such a vehicle that On we use. On every different level. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what comes up, we can always tap that library. You can find something from yeah. there. You guys do a good job of creating interest in books, too, because, I like, Eliana, from Miss Shannon's class, she does the ear and the mouth. Like, you have a reading partner. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, she, I find her fake reading all the time and creating yeah. her stories, which which is part of it, well, right? Well, you know, in the Montessori education speaks to that multi-age group. And so mm-hmm. that's how that was born. Oh, that okay. idea of that shared reading experience. That's yeah, okay. and um, since we haven't really dived into Montessori, like Paula, what would you say? How is it different from other types of schools? What do you think? It's funny because when I first started, I could answer this question really readily, and now I would have. I'm I'm always curious, like what else is going on in the world, right? Other than the way that we do things, uh, I can talk to about Sakura Montessori and the. Mm-hmm. And the cornerstone of what we do and, right. and how we do things. I think it's different because we really look at educating that entire human being. Mm-hmm. You know, we teach the continents. We teach geography. Uh, the children have French lessons. We just really 
that whole human being because I feel like everybody that comes to Sakura you know their needs their primary needs like when you look at it, Maslow's hierarchy and such those those primary needs they're all met so what is Maslow's hi- hierarchy well when he's talking about like you know who, who is he it's one of the theorists' behaviors. For a Montessori? No. Or just for, in general? Yeah, for, uh-huh. for human behavior. Uh, how but about he, that? Yeah, he talks about, like, <laughs> if you don't have shelter, if you don't have food, okay. you know, I can't teach you to read, right? No. You can't focus on it. Right. Yeah. So we're really lucky. We're, we're in an environment when all those things are met. So let's go ahead and just hit the ground running from yeah. there, you know? And so we want the world to be more peaceful. We want the children to contribute to their environment and feel that level of accountability and responsibility. Because I think that that's something that, as a society, we're lacking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You do a good job with that, too. I know Eliana, anytime she walks by, she calls it glitter, which is litter. <laughs> she will uh, pick it up, for sure. Which is part of it, because a lot of us will judge other people for littering, and then we'll walk right by litter and not pick not it up. up. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's a good little lesson. Mm-hmm. How did you discover Montessori? I mean, we're in Wheeling, West Virginia. We don't have a lot of resources that maybe a bigger city would have. Sure. I didn't, wasn't even aware that the Mount was a yeah, Montessori yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, at the time, uh, I lived in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh-huh. And so my oldest child was getting ready for preschool. And I just knew she was like me. Like, I knew she, you know, she she liked it. Oh, gee was. Like, her attention to detail and her attention span was like mine. Like, mm-hmm. we move really fast. You know, we can multitask. We can get a lot done in a day. Um, and I knew she was just like she that. your attorney? Or no? She's the air traffic controller. Okay. But oh, yeah. Okay. I just knew that she thought like me. You know, she was just wired like me. So, mm-hmm. I seeked out a different alternative for her in Florida, and I found Montessori. And then when we relocated mm-hmm. here, I wanted to continue that, and that's how I found the mount. Oh my goodness! Wow. I I had no idea. I did not know that either. Yeah, I had no idea that the mount like was it always Montessori. Well, I know that my cousin, the family legend is that my cousin was in the first Montessori class at the mount, and that would have been in 1970. Wow. And what's really interesting about that is I have, I mean, I always say that the sisters gave me an amazing start to be successful where we are, and I bought that Montessori, you know, the materials and such, yeah. and. I have materials at Sakura that are from 1970. Wow. From for those of you who are listening, you know, we I think we have one listener in the UK. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the mount <laughs> is uh, from based on our data analytics. The mount was an all-girls Catholic school here in Wheeling that unfortunately is is no longer mm-hmm. operating and they they tore down the beautiful building. Mhm. Stinking thing. But I think it was built in 1865 the school started in 1848 when I was there uh, wow. five, grades 5 through 12 were uh, single sex okay so the Montessori of course was co-ed as was the elementary okay so why do you think that preschool especially Montessori preschool is important like what would you I just am a huge fan of early intervention whether okay. it's education or therapy or whatever the needs of that human may be the earlier we can get in there the better off that whole person is yeah is that kind of what shifted you into teaching wanting to teach preschoolers no I always liked that age even like way back when I was a young babysitter Mm -hmm. you know I always wanted 
the little guys. I always, or when, you know, I taught bi- vacation Bible school and I always mm-hmm. wanted those, I love a three-year-old. Oh God, yes. That is the cutest little age. Oh my gosh, I know. I love threes. Yeah. But I have fours and I love them as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm creeping up with the two-year-old and I'm just like, how did I do this with my older two? Because they were back to back. Um, that three, that third one, I think it's... Is that like the maniac? It's a game changer. Right. It is. And we're like tired by the, I know the third one, our third one, we like just threw the blanket in the room. You'll yeah. figure it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alex put it to me nicely and said, we don't have the personality for more. And I was like, are you saying I'm a bitch? Well, you know, I, <laughs> basically, I, jo- I joke about this, but it is kind of real life. My third has, he's, I call him my caveman because he's basically been at the home he's a lot. Yeah. He's yeah. Been, you know, we haven't really our older two, like we were known as the family that took our kids everywhere. Mm-hmm. We took them everywhere with us. If you know, just you know, out to dinner. We took them to, you know, Target. Like we always had our kids. Like we never had babysitters. We always had our kids. So I think my older two were just so adapted to just you know, being out there. And then I took, I take Briggs to Kroger and he's like overstimulated (laughs) and I'm like, I'm so frustrated. And then I get, I get brought back to reality. I'm like, when's the last time I brought him to Kroger? Yeah. So that is going to be an interesting thing. My brother had a COVID baby last April and you know, they don't see people. Yeah. They don't don't see people. Their socialization is going to be different. It is going to be different. So do you, do you think, I mean, I know we're people, but like, you, where you go to the preschool, what you do in preschool, you carry that with you. Oh yeah, I think so. And I think uh, most importantly is if it's negative, That's you true. know, it's it's so important that That's we true. create a loving, accepting, warm environment. Because if it's negative, that stamps you. I think. Well, yeah, because then you, that's what I'm afraid I'm doing oh, in the homeschool, and we'll get into that. The but, mom guilt is yeah. pouring over me. Yes. <laughs> um, but one thing that Jayla and I did want to say, and we didn't know if this was like an overall Montessori method or Apollo Socora method, but we have noticed that when our kids come out of Socora, or even when they're in it, that the one thing they're really good at is being a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they can talk to adults. I noticed that my kids... Uh, especially older people, which I love. They they almost like flirt with them in a way. Like, <laughs> yeah. love your dog. Can I pet your dog? That's a nice hat you have on there. And I just think it's such a nice skill. I, I didn't know what your thoughts were on Yeah, that. we do that. You know, we talk to them just as equals. Mm-hmm. Um, very appropriate conversations. We are down on their level. And even now with having mask on, um, you know, we're still maintaining all of that. We're really feel like that's just critical you know we must pour that into them yeah they they definitely come out knowing that and they've adjusted to the mask of us wearing masks you know they're they're fine with that they they don't miss a beat oh my god when we were homeschooling for a minute like hadley's not my outspoken child she's not brecken yes and um i remember when i i told hadley you know if you go back to school, you might have to wear a mask. I was like thinking that she was going to be upset. She's like, mommy, I'll wear two masks before I stay homeschooled. <laughs> and I was just like, okay then. So yes, the negative experience. <laughs> We're both aware that uh, it's not, it's not been easy this past year with your kids at home and you're trying to work and you're managing the stresses, stressors yeah. of everything else. I, I know it's not the best method to look at your six-year-old and tell him to get his shit together, <laughs> but I've done that. 
and walked away and felt horrible about it. And Jalen and I always talk about this. Like, how, what has the experience been like for you as an educator over this past year? Like, what change? A lot of change, you know, and we have, um, we have a lot of meetings about this at school because it's, it's an ongoing topic. You probably have to continue to adapt, right? We do. And we have the, we have benchmarks that are expectations for ourselves and for them. And, you you know, sometimes we're hitting that benchmark and then sometimes we're not. Right. And so we're, you know, we're looking, saying, you know, how else can we go at this that we can get this cat skin? And, you know, sometimes it's not our delivery or it's not the way we're doing it. Sometimes, because they were away from us for six months, some of them. Yes. I mean, we opened again in May and we've been there every day since May. Yeah. You've been able to stay open, which is... Oh, praise the Lord, right? Yeah. So... But even that being said, it's just been a different experience. Mm-hmm. So they don't—they didn't bring the same academics to the table in the fall as they typically do. Sure. And so we've had to begin with where they were. Well, that's good to hear. I, I have heard from Davis's teacher, and he's a little bit behind on reading when it comes to like fluidity. And I know that it'll be something that he catches up on. Yeah. But I, but I also think is he behind? But she said too. The, pretty much the whole class is and I'm thinking is he behind or is that where the new baseline is going to be exactly mm-hmm. exactly and, maybe, and that's what I'm thinking is what you said yeah. I mean I do think that it, they are human beings you, right you know and you cannot push yeah you know you can encourage yeah and we put it out there but it's just going to unfold as it's going to unfold some of it right and should we be worried like Jayla and I always talk about that like should we be worried about the metrics as much as we I do? I mean, no, I don't think. Uh-huh. But, you know, I think time's going to tell a lot for us. Yeah. Um, let's see. So personally, I know we both feel that the pressure of managing it all has, like, has definitely changed the relationship in some way with your kid. Like, yeah. You know, you're now a parent, you're educator, yeah. you're you're everything. <laughs> there has to come a point in time where you laugh at it, but how, how, any advice on that? Like, I think one thing is, you know, I think your role in their life, most importantly, is their mother. Yeah. Right? Right. And so I think now we take another look at this profession of teaching. And, and, and I don't mean the three of us in this car. I mean our country as a whole. We can look at this profession now, which I think prior to COVID, maybe we didn't have as much respect for as we should. Yeah. And so now we can look at this again and say, whoa, this is a real profession. Um, You know, my dad, he was not really excited about me to become a teacher. He didn't really understand why I wanted to do something like that. I I think he kind of thought I was taking the easy way out, but I was following my passion. Yeah. And it's just... It's a real profession, and I don't know how much we really thought about it in that in that way. I'm sure the both of you did, but I mean, in a big picture, I just don't oh, know. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean... You know, when it first all happened, a lot of the public backlash was like, you know, teachers are babysitters. Yes! Like, what? Yes! Are you kidding me? Exactly. I, I look at my daughter's math, and I'm like, I need help. Right! <laughs> She's in second grade, you know? And not um, only that, like, the physical activity mm-hmm. is not at home because when it's just you and your kid and you're trying to work Ugh. you're you give them a screen which I've tried to avoid most of their life and now sure. oh my god the amount of time they spend on a screen yeah. I mean school is just 
that's their life as a child. Yeah. You know, and, and I hope that we can return that back to them. Oh, absolutely. My number one thing that my kids asked for Christmas was to go back to school. Oh, that breaks yeah. my heart. Yeah, uh, and Hadley cried and that, when she knew she wasn't going back, you know. Uh, from that's real life. I know? agree. Uh, Eliana, she, I thought she would give me uh, grief about Push her brother being yeah. home and her going. I remember you saying that. She doesn't, she loves it. She doesn't want, she's like, feels bad for him that he doesn't go. But it's been a challenge for him in another sense because it was a new school. He doesn't know his classmates. Right. Didn't feel comfortable, never really got to feel mm. comfortable. So I think he was to- he would be totally fine to stay home because he's had such a different experience entering into that. Yeah. Had it not been COVID, you could have done a number of things, right? Play dates or you know he would have adjusted just yes, fine. he would have. Mm-hmm. But they had the masks and you know there was like strict rules about who you could sit by at the table. It's just different. It doesn't yeah. feel like you said that safe. Kids are so resilient, though. They are. I was yeah. so worried about my Brecken because he went from you know Sakura. Mm-hmm. They we got shut down. Didn't get to really say bye to his friends, mm-hmm. and then he oh, had yeah. to go to Woodsdale, straight up mass everything. You know, distance, and I was so worried about it. And he just didn't he's fine. He's fine. See, and I feel like for him, like I didn't get to finish my job. Yeah, you know, I understand. Yeah, so that it's it's been hard on. I mean, who has it not been hard on, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's but a there's mindset. been a lot of silver linings in it. What do you think one of them is that could make us feel better? Like, because our podcast your, is all about feeling better. Yeah, your family time, your yeah. connection with your child, even though it's <laughs> a <strange>. lot of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sometimes <laughs> a little bit too close. No, it's a blessing, but yes. It is a blessing. It really mm-hmm. is. It is. Um, I just think that we all took a moment. Just take a beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's so many more things that I appreciate in my life that I literally just took for granted. Absolutely. Just flying and how through. many things were we doing in a day's time, even for work, that are probably unnecessary? And you, you look at it and you're like, well, that was a time waste. Why was I doing yeah. that so much? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started reading books again. Me too. Yeah. Because I needed to. I, I had too much screen stimulation. <laughs> I've grown so much. Like everyone yeah. talks about how awful the year was. But personally for me, I've grown, you know, as a person, I feel like I've grown. Thank you, Shay. We've grown <clears> together. <throat> mm-hmm. But I felt like, you know, it's, it's adapting too. And it's like I had to actually reach for things that felt made me feel good. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even know exactly. what made me feel good. And yeah. I felt like before COVID, I was just doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah, just getting through, getting by. And then like once, an autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you're, we were uncomfortable because we were like knocked off our normal hamster wheel right. routine yes. thing. It's like, wow, I don't even know what I can do to help myself. Like, I'm so stressed. Like, I'm my stress is going on to my kids. Like, it's uh-huh. affecting but all my relationships. The first thing is awareness. Mm-hmm. And then I started reaching for things that I could help. And which is kind of what why we started a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. There's been growth personally in that way. But it is out of a full desire to feel better. And I think yeah. a lot of people want to feel better mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily know how to start yeah if that makes sense I, what's makes one sense. thing that you do would you say every day that has been a habit that helps you feel better that maybe we could steal that you could steal because i think allison hickey <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to have her on too I know. Yeah. we gotta reach She'll out to be, her I, she yeah. could 
I have, there's so many topics that we could talk with her about. Yes. Her. Yeah. Yes. She is just a plethora of knowledge. She, she is. really is. But it starts with your movement class. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, we, Kevin and I were both committed to that in, well, let's see. I, he kind of got on board right after me and I think I gave him an ultimatum. I was like, you can either get a plan or you can take my plan. However you want to do this. He didn't get a plan. So I was like, okay, Kevin, meet Allison Hickey. Here we go. Yeah. And we were with her for about a year, a little bit over a year when COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So we just dug our heels in. We really did. And that's the thing is like, people will always talk about the expense of a trainer, whatever. I feel like, A, you're supporting a local business. And B, it's your health. It doesn't matter what the hell it your costs. Your mental and your physical. What does yeah. heart disease cost? All what of that What does diabetes cost? That's cost. the thing is like, we got to put our priorities If you feel good, there. you do good. Yes. yes. And she, you know what is really cool about her is she does a number of ways to use her talents. Like mm-hmm. you can just join her virtual page. That's much less expensive than the live yeah. training. She's, mm-hmm. she's very innovative. You know? Yeah. We'll have to have her on there for sure. Um, so... As parents, when we're home, like, and we need to give our kids the screen because we have a conference call for a couple hours, how, do you have any educational apps that you like? Is there anything The only else? one that I use um, is Montessorium, and it hmm. actually has the materials, and they manipulate it on the iPad screen. So that's some, an app we can purchase? Yes. Montessorium. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do at, I know the public schools, do they do Teacher Monster to Read and Prodigy? Those are two apps that I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. They seem to be, you know, somewhat better. Um, Any other ideas? Uh, (laughs) Well, we're about to lose our shit, (laughs) Paula. What's some good advice to make a shift? Walk around the block. (laughs) Yeah, true story. Walk around the block, take a beat. You just got to take a deep breath and walk away. I have a friend who called and she was talking to me about her son. She was struggling, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? You, you are in the role of his teacher. And I appreciate that. However, you are not his teacher. You were his mother first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And so if he is not, you know, getting the skills you think he needs to get, and he's not moving along in the fashion you think he needs to move along, you have still just have to stay in the role of his mother. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah, you and really let the schooling do. Kind of go. Yeah, because yeah, I, this will all, you know, there are professionals who are going to help this. I need to hear this. There yes. are professionals mm-hmm. that are going to help this get back together. Mm-hmm. We are not going to just flap in the wind as a country. Our kids are going to need those professionals, whether they're educators or counselors, whatever our children need, our country is going to rise up and give this to them. Right. And this is not a forever situation because we don't want to create a negative association with reading like yeah. sit down and no, no i'm gonna call your teacher and tell her that you don't want to read I, and i'm not <laughs> sure what you all expect us to do when you call us and tell us well, that i i just mine's full of threats it's Paula. just to shame them that's no, all my kids perk right up <laughs> i if do I it, say it mine do too especially you oh my god you that's have a so pre- unfair. you have a presence over them and Alex and I were talking like okay follow me here I feel like this is true confessions so Alex and I were talking follow me on this story not that you're a dog trainer but there is a new dog trainer show (laughs) on Netflix and the guy uses like empathy and it's not like Caesar Milan where Caesar would just exercise the crap out of him you're like okay Caesar don't have time to walk my dog 20 times a day this guy was more about like an intense boot camp of teaching them that you are the pack leader 
And Alex was like, I think that's how Paula is in her school <laughs> in a way. Like, because when you have preschoolers, how do you get a class of 20, 30 preschoolers to listen to you and like not lose it? Like, what are your methods and how oh, can you we you know tra- what you do? Yeah. You're really quiet. Oh. You get quiet. And the quieter you get, the quieter they get. And the calmer you get, the calmer they get. Okay. And the more you sit still, the more they sit still. I need and to they hear just that. follow oh. that lead. That's how you do it. So there's not a lot of yelling. <laughs> uh, no, no. Wow. So quiet. So you quiet. just kind of sit there. Like if yep. you're wanting to get their attention, you yep. just get really quiet and stare at them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, not like stare but no yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. we just get really quiet we get really quiet and they just fold in okay we have a bell we ring that's about the loudest thing that happens okay but it's funny because um shannon's daughter said she she didn't want to work at socorro because shannon and i took it way too serious oh (laughs) but that is what i mean we do take it very serious and we just get quiet yeah okay that's helpful though in a way, because... You think that's a tool? I do. I think that is. We yeah. just get quiet. I'm just going to start <laughs> staring and not saying anything. I, w- I wonder how it would work at my house. <laughs> They'll be like, why are you like Mrs. Sikora today? Yeah. I'm going to be the pack leader at home without without yelling. And I think you and I are aware of yelling and we try not to do it. But yes. obviously, sometimes, and this is what we, Jayla and I always say, we say to our kids, guys, why do I always have to ask you? 20 times to do what whatever it is I'm trying to get you to do. Like we all play a part in making this go smooth. You're not doing your part. Yeah. I always be a team like, player. Yeah, so it's okay to get stern with them, right? Of course. <laughs> yes, and to explain your expectation. Okay. Yeah, this is what I expect. We were just talking about expectations before you got in the car. Yeah. I was um I told Shay I had a lot of mom guilt because I was going back and forth if I could expect too much out of my kids. But, like, I mean, I'm talking, like, Cleaning you know, up. picking up yeah, the playroom, yeah. all this stuff. But then I kind of role reversed it. And I'm like, you know what? As a mother, which I love doing these things, but I'm expected to cook their food and do mm-hmm. their laundry and all these things. And I'm mm-hmm. like, me expecting them to pick up their toys at almost eight and, you know, almost seven. That, that's not too much. But I was dealing with this guilt on, you know, we've had a hard year. But you should still have some expectations. Of course, right? yes. I mean, keep that bar high. You don't have to lower the bar in your house because of COVID. Okay. You know, keep those expectations. Keep those responsibilities. Accountability. Cornerstone okay. of raising a good human. What's a good way to, like, show them accountability? Like, it, it, if they, a consequence. They always talk about consequences yeah. at your place. <laughs> Consequences. Someone's got a consequence. They got a consequence. <laughs> it was funny because last night I even texted a teacher who texted me about something. I said, well, what was the consequence? So funny. So it's just a word we use. Davis, it made me laugh. He, They have oopsies. So since they've gone back to in-person school, which really hasn't been that long, mm-hmm. I think she's noticed that the behavior, some kids still think that they're at home, right? Sure, yeah. So that's a challenge too as a yeah. teacher because you're trying to get them back to used to being in a classroom, probably like after summer break. And they and, haven't seen each other either. Right. And do you guys yeah. remember when we were kids, they would do check marks on the board? Yeah. And, okay. So now they do oopsies. <laughs> and Alex and I were like, it's check marks, but it's a nicer way of saying it. It's oopsies. Like, but they still know who got an oopsie. And you get three uh, oopsies in a day. And then on that third oopsie, you you know, you get a consequence or whatever that is. Yeah. I know. Like, um, 
That's I had, good. No, I had to make Brecken. Well, I I didn't make him. He wrote it, but he had to write an apology letter to um, his media teacher last week because he was too he was chatty. Yeah. Um, his teacher said, um, you know, as a class, they were just being too chatty, and obviously they sure. haven't seen each other for a while. Yeah. But then, you know, the consequence. Yeah. I said, Brecken, you need to sit down. You need to write her a letter. I mean, it was like two sentences. He's in kindergarten. But yeah. There's your consequence, right? Yeah, we don't use time out at Sakura. Yeah, well, it doesn't I mean, work. It's not appropriate. It doesn't work. It absolutely doesn't no, work. Not at so, all. So, you know, what a consequence might be modeling how you're going to help a friend. That's a good idea. You know, um, you know, they, they hit each other. I mean, that's just sure. the truth, right? There's hitting, there's biting. It, it's it's just crazy out yeah. there sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, we do think like... Battlefield. It's a yeah. battlefield. Um dry here take this tissue and dry her tears oh that's a good idea you know i do that at home too like i'll be like this is your your friend here's what i say to them at home i'm always like whatever you do to somebody else somebody else is going to do to you i was like so you want to treat other people with good because you're giving them good energy yeah and then you'll attract more energy because you know when they're six it's all about them yeah and and how they feel so they sort of get that and uh and can see that happen so where do you see oh, oh the other thing is is we were talking about exercise and i did want to hit this because i know you have big thoughts on nutrition oh, and do. exercise and I kids do. performance <laughs> yeah so what are some of your thoughts around that because uh, those are things we can all those are big things those are big on. things um, yeah and they're so simple and i don't i i feel like my message falls on deaf ears <laughs> sure um well i and, remember the one time we went to your class for an open house and the whole thing was dominated by people worried about what snack they were going to be bringing. Yeah. And Alex sure. and I were like, wow, there's a lot of confusion, obsession about what we're feeling. Anxiety. Anxiety about their kids not eating or something. Right. And it always baffles me. And I see these power. Okay. Let's start with this. Children control going to the bathroom, their sleep, and what they eat. Those are the three things that they have control over. Okay. So if you get in there and you muddy the water with those three things, you can end up, at, you know, with a mess, right? Okay. So it is, and we're talking about the Sakura community, yeah. okay? Not children yeah, yeah, in yeah, our yeah. country. Okay. So if someone out there is not eating their lunch, okay, that's yeah. fine. Because they had breakfast, they're going to get dinner, they've had snack, they're going to get another snack. You know, we're not going to come unglued over this. Sure. Uh, parents, I see giving consequences, time out, sitting at the table for, you know, an endless amount of time, taking things away, going to their room. I don't understand wow. all of this overeating. I okay. don't understand it. I don't understand what what the focus is on this consumption of food. Yeah. Our, our, our world is messed, or at least America, we're like messed up. There's a lot of food confusion. There is a lot of food confusion and a lot of things that these children are being fed are just not whole foods. Right. And I mean, that blows my mind. Yeah. Because one of the things that we always do these exercises on uh, vegetables and fruit. And mm -hmm. so, you know, strawberry, the seeds are on the outside. Yeah. So a strawberry does not taste like a strawberry fruit snack. You need to eat a real strawberry. Right. You need to feel that texture against your tongue. You need to crunch that strawberry. And sometimes when we're doing those things out there, that's the first time they've had that whole food. Huh. So mm -hmm. it just, it's so important to me. Um, I just, 
I just don't want all that processed food in our kids. Yeah. You yeah. know, it really gives me, it gives me anxiety yeah. about. It starts the stage for a food relationship. Thank you. Boom. Yeah. 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 And, and particularly as a female, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't want any members of the clean plate club. We right. need to eat until our bodies, you know, learn to listen to our body, learn to hear that signal. Cause I'm not completely in tune with that signal, you yeah. know, because I like to eat and I like food and, Oh yeah, and you know, will I overeat? Yeah, yeah, you know, and I don't that oh, pattern, yeah. right? And that pattern started so long ago for me, and I don't want to do that to our kids now. Yeah, so I, I mean, I this is one area where I think I do a decent job. You do. I think I do. You do, but and I you do too. And Jayla, I think you do too. But I've never worried about my kids eating a meal. What I'll say to them is, listen, this is your dinner, and the snack later, if you're hungry, is going to be an apple or a banana. Correct. Like, we're not getting dessert if we don't eat what we That's have. That's right. That's right. It but, is what it is, but never made them something separate. But there's no emotions attached to that. But yeah. people do have very strong feelings about children consuming that food, and I don't understand it. Well, and then I do know there's true issues with kids with textures, too. Like, my friend Angela, we need to have her on. She's a PhD OT, Mm -hmm. and her whole field of research is on um, children and eating. And I remember when she was doing her dissertation, like, there are really kids that cannot put, like, a texture of a strawberry in their mouth. They will they will gag. Yeah. So she was having them like lick the grape, kiss the grape. Yep. Like just get it close to the mouth. Yep. And we'll do things like let's smell it. Let's feel it with our hands. You know, and if it's not something that you're comfortable putting in your mouth, I don't care. That's fine. You don't have to eat it. I want you to, you know, experience it in other ways too. So if somebody wants to make the shift from, you know, being a short order cook to like just having the kids eat what they're eating or like more wholer foods, what's a good method to do that without like shaming them? Would you say? I, just, I would say just have it out. Just have it out. If That's I have it. cut yep. up fruit in the fridge, they'll reach for it. Oh yeah. Yep. I agree. Or vegetables. Or vegetables or anything. They'll reach for it. Yeah. And if I, I don't have it and I have bags of chips in the pantry, they'll reach, they'll for, reach that. for that. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, we're all human. And so it's, it's still part of the human experience because I do it myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm always hungry when I get home from school. And so I'm also preparing dinner at that time. So I will have cut up vegetables so that I'll be noshing on those. Yeah. Otherwise, I will get the chips and I'll eat those while I'm making dinner. Oh, you know? yeah. We're all that way. One thing that I've started with them and I've tried to, st- I started with myself this year too, is water. And I'll say to them, I'll be like, we just got to drink a glass of water before you go to school. Because I notice my kids, we don't drink sugary drinks. Obviously, their dad's a dentist. He's not going <laughs> to permit that in our house. I mean, when we go out to eat every once in a while, they can have something special. But I tried to get them to drink this glass of water in the morning and there's a little resistance, but I also explained the why behind it. I'm like, it's so important for you to drink water because it gives you energy throughout the day. You can concentrate better, you know, all those things. I'm laughing because if I ever have any issues with me, I'm like, oh, I just need to drink more water. Always. And that's Mm -hmm. really, it's, it's, it's transferred to Brecken. Brecken says it all the time now. Like he'll be like, mommy, I think I have a headache. I need to drink more water. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) So I think little, little things like that too. Like even if your kid isn't eating whole foods great or whatever, maybe just start with that and then explaining why this is the best thing you can do for your body. It's, you know, to it's feel really good. important. Yeah. To feel good. It's really important that we do these kinds of things. If you, if you feel good, you can run really, really fast on the playground. Right. That's what I always say to my kids with the food that we eat. Like when it's a really healthy meal, I'll be like, this is the best thing you can do for your body. Mm-hmm. Those 
this desserts we love for sure and those are nice treats but this is what we have to at first put mm -hmm. in our body this helps us function yeah yep and you definitely see performance better with kids that a hundred percent better and we do huh. push the water good because i think that, oftentimes i think they may be dehydrated oh mm. they don't they could go the whole day without drinking water. oh yeah they can and we we push the water yeah because you know? that's a lifelong habit i, I probably so have too. a lot of kindergartners going to the bathroom <laughs> Flush away, I say. <laughs> I want to see as much water pumped into them as we can. Yeah. And we have a, you know, we have a, the five gallon spring water that we use. So we feel pretty better about that than just the tap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And water's just, uh, it's the fuel that we need. But I never want it flavored. Like I just no. want them to experience water. Yeah. And that's a transition too for people. I remember like when I was transitioning from, I mean, college, I ate chicken patties and drank beer. Like, <laughs> terrible health habits cheese fries <laughs> yeah whatever you want and i look like it too um but when i came out of that like you're trying to transition you start to learn about things i did try the mio and then you get yourself off that and then you're like okay i'm gonna put fruit in my water i still and then do you drink get yourself the, off um the soda water though yeah i like that too flavored soda like water. the lacroix yeah i like that as well yeah, americans bubblies. love bubbly i save yes. it for home <laughs> yeah it's so good my kids call it spicy water my, yeah my kids drink it too every they now like and then. it um, last question. So what do you think education is going to look like in the next year? And like what might administrators and teachers of public schools who probably don't have as many resources maybe as some of the. Yeah. I mean, it schools. certainly is. Um, it's an uphill road right now. Do you think there'll still be a virtual component to it? I, I think so. I yeah. think so. Um, Hopefully it gets even better. The virtual component, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you got to feel for them. When this mm -hmm. happened, what point of reference did they have? None. Zero, right? So I think many of them have become really good at this. And I think there are, I think there's a community of children who this works for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I and I think we should respect that and continue to offer that perhaps if, if a area finds that that's a, an advantage for the um, kids imagine too like say you're say you're just a beast athletically like you could just do your virtual stuff sometimes if you were you know going to gymnastics eight hours a day or whatever the heck you were doing i can't imagine but that is an option for yeah i think so and then kids they get bullied i know that's a heartbreaker yeah killer that's a heartbreaker but yeah there are instances where i think it would work that's why maybe her consequence and you, like what you did with brecken too um, that can help hopefully as they age recognizing like when to stand up for somebody mm -hmm. and that this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good to see this happen to another kid. Well, that's your, that's your role as an adult in a preschool too, is if you see something kind of heading that direction to step in and, and manage that in the proper way so that that message is crystal clear that that's not an okay behavior. Okay. Well, we probably should wrap it up because we're almost at 45 minutes. I know. Yikes. Um, I was just thinking of another topic that I could ask. Go ahead. Now, <laughs> what, what is it? Let's hear this. If you want to oh know. Oh, my what gosh. Well, now I forget. Oh. <laughs> what was it? We were talking about bullying. Oh, now I forget now. Um, and I forget what I was going to say. Oh, what I learned today is my role needs to be the mother more so than the edu educator. Yes. And, and Paula, is it okay just to say, we're not going to do any virtual today. We're going to go outside. Is it okay to do that? Remember that snow day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say it's okay because I've done that. 
<laughs> but you know what, though? I, well, I've reached out to my kids' teachers, and I said, hey, it's a very high-stress you know, environment sure. in my house right now trying to enforce the school, and I think it's just too much enforcement. I feel like my kids are not going to get anything out of it today. Right, right. And they have been on board, and they said, your kids are fine. You're fine. One day is not going to hurt them. Kudos Absolutely. to you for recognizing so, that, too. So, my I tip agree. of the day is give yourself grace. Number yeah. one. Number two, what Paula um, has really pushed here, you know, you are that parent role. Um, and then if one day you're That's just my feeling, biggest takeaway today. you're feeling like the enforcement, it's just, it's not helping your kid in school. It's just enforcement, enforcement, and your relationship is struggling. Cause I find that some days my relationship with my kids is just, yeah, oh, it's different on some virtual days. Yeah. We just turn them off. That's a good idea. And we go outside and you know what? Like their teachers say, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. You have to keep that environment healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's you know, a good and, point. and you identified with, you know, there's a lot of stress here, so this isn't going the right direction. Then you got to change the yeah, direction. Yeah, because they can associate school and maybe, with stress. Maybe even to take it to the next level, like we go do something kind for somebody. Well, let's yeah. go around our neighborhood yeah. and pick up trash, because that's what I'm picking up from you too, Paula. Like versus shaming them, making them feel bad, putting them in a timeout, no. separating them from whatever. Let's look at the situation and how could we have empathy in it? Yeah, because that's probably our biggest. Well. In spending time in meditation this week. Love it. I know. I know. One, you know, and you don't always have that whisper. Yeah. I call it a whisper, right? But my whisper this week, and I got a whisper, so thank you, God, for the whisper. The whisper was, everyone's doing their best. Yes. Mm -hmm. And wow, how powerful that that is. That's right. It's not that serious. It's not that serious. And how, and there is... This is their journey. This is their life. It will all be okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and these kids will just be more resilient than we can even imagine. But I'm everybody's sure. doing their best. Yep. You as a mom, mm-hmm. their teacher. Yep. You know, everybody's yep. doing their best. We are at point A. We will get to point B. We will We don't get know there. how we're going to get there. But we But will. we're going to get there. Yeah. It may not be a straight line. <laughs> and but we're going to get there. To quote Hillary Clinton, it takes a village. Amen. It does. Yep. Absolutely. Amen. And I've been... Uh, privilege to be part of y'all's village well that's what i was gonna say and thank god we do have a community that's the one the one of the best things about wheeling is the community that we have i do feel like we Mm -hmm. all take a part in raising our kids and yeah um you know thank you for your insight and let's have you on again i'm sure we could go more and more into it and happy birthday thank you thank you oh it's so exciting to have another birthday it is wait Um, Okay, cool. I like those tips. Happy birthday! Yay! (laughs) Jingle bells. Um, You can listen to this anywhere, obviously, if if you've listened to now, but you can follow us on Instagram. You're at Paula Sakura, right? Yeah. And I'm at Shea Pentino. I'm Jayla Robinson Realtor. And then we also have our Ask Yourself Why Not podcast one. But yeah, if you have any feedback, send it to us. Any other questions you wanted answered, we can always have Paula on again. And they can look at the school at socoramontessori.org. Yes. Are you accepting applications for the we new do. school year? We do. And you yeah. go up through kindergarten. And through I know kindergarten. Davis did the kindergarten program there and, and it was really good. And Ellie's in it now. It is Wheeling's version of Disney because it's the most wonderful place on earth. It there is. They love going to school. And again, her brother has been home this whole time and she's never <laughs> ever given me grief about going well she's a leader oh she is a true leader she's she's a sweet patient. yes she is all right well thank you guys so much this is the ask yourself Yourself. why Why not Not Podcast. podcast have a great day yes